Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions. Today we have such a fun and exciting show for you guys. We have one of my dearest friends on the Speakout Session, Ms. Chantel Phillip. Chantel is a stylist, creative, creative director, photographer. Her work has been shown in Elegant Magazine, Shuba Magazine. Last year, she even published her first book. She's an author, by the way. She published her first <laughs> book, Waiting on the Moon, um, a book full of collections of her poetry and poems. Um, welcome to the show, Chantel. We're so happy to have you. Um, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Seriously, y'all doing amazing. <laughs> so I'm I'm grateful that you asked me to be a part of this. This is amazing. Of course. How y'all doing? We hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> we are grinding it out. You know, Chantel and I, our, our stories are similar. She is a pivotal, she has played a pivotal role in my creative career. So it, it was only right that we have you up here because I feel like anything that I'm moving, you have to be a part of it and vice versa because you have definitely been a part of my whole creative trajectory. So I thank you so much for doing this and just helping me as well. Um, well, the, the purpose of the Speak Out session is to really bring Black creatives together and just talk about how and share our story stories so we can uplift one another because that's something that we feel is missing. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this is what we wanted to create a platform to allow Black creatives to do that. So we wanted to start off by asking, how has the current social climate affected your art? Um, well, in the beginning, I guess the pandemic phase one, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to go in different phases because after the mur murder of George Floyd, um, I kind of was like, like this, like it wasn't uh, a good space for me mentally or just I, my creative block, like kind of like shut down. Like I just shut down completely. It was not until I want to say um, maybe July or uh, August where I realized I have to get out this rut and kind of sort of like force yourself to get back to the, the swing of things because, you know, I just kind of felt like no one cared about me, if that makes sense. Like it was like, it was like, but I know people care about me, but it's more of like I, the, the world doesn't care about me. And I kind of took everything personally and what was the point of this and then I kind of had to pull myself out of it so to speak in order to be like okay well I'm here and my work is my purpose and mm -hmm. I need to continue to do this so that's what kind of happened and um thank god I have other photographer friends that um helped me and you know we talk to each other I'm part of another group called the visual crystallis where it's a group of women photographers who um, we share ideas and collaborate with each other all the time. So I look to them to kind of help me through it and just talk to them about what's going on. And they also had the same exact issue. So it wasn't, I guess it was most creatives that I spoke to 
they were kind of like shut down. Mm-hmm. Like we shut down. Yeah. And, and how I didn't feel part- seen, if that makes sense. No, that means very- like, I didn't feel seen. No, I think that's we all want to be seen and heard. That that's just the purpose of just being a human being in general. Um, I just want you. To, you spoke about um, your collective that you're part of. How important is it to have that group of people um, for you to uh, make sure that you are being seen and heard, and make sure your work? How how important is that? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, um, I joined that uh, the vis- the visual chrysalis. Uh, last year and i realized that i my career kind of like got even better because i had people that look like me um that i could communicate with if i had a question or um just like to talk about anything you know what i mean and just to come together and kick it and um do group projects together and learn from each other and if i ever had a question they would be there for me if they they supplied us with different opportunities and stuff like that. So I think it's a value for, um, especially as a female Black photographer, to find other female photographers and other female Black photographers and just like dive in to understanding the industries very heavily male dominated. Um, but there are really talented people out there that look like me. And so it doesn't, it shouldn't hinder um, my, I shouldn't hinder myself just because I don't see the famous people um, out there who are successful in uh, photographing the Beyonce's of the world mm-hmm. look like me. You know what I mean? It's it, it's more like, okay, well, I know people who are successful that look like me. And this group kind of helps you get out of your own rut. If that makes sense. It just, mm-hmm. It's just helpful to have a support system. And it's not always about photos and being creative. It's sometimes just about like, let's create a, a vision board and get together and drink wine and just, you know, kiki and just be open and happy. You know what I mean? It's a safe space. It's like a sense of community, right? Yeah. And I think that ideally that's, in my opinion, that's the best way, particularly for female um, photographers to get started Um, or maybe have a a sense of community. Like they can start however they want, but once you get to know other people, who are female photographers and that they all like, how do you help? Like, can you help me with this contract? Can you um, uh, send me documents of um, like a location uh, write up or um, I have a, a shoot, do you know a model? Cause my model dropped out, like stuff like that. It's a good system for resources too. So you mentioned basically just feeling like no one cared about you in the sense of the world. And obviously that makes yeah. sense with the social climate. So now that you're kind of getting back into taking pictures and stuff as of, you know, the end of the summer, what are your your favorite types of photos to take uh, or stories to tell in your photos? Uh, my favorite photos to take is editorial. <laughs> I love a good, a great, like, I love good clothes, like making um, people feel good uh, in, in that way. Like to, when I take a photo, I already have an idea of the mood I wanted or how I want it to, like if someone saw this photo, how I want them to feel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I work like that. So it's more of like, okay, if I want this to be like emotional, 
um, what type of clothing do I pick? You know what I mean? And then I go from there. And what type of model does that look like? And where's the location? And I start from there. Um, but I love the editorial shoot. I love like weirdness, but in a, in a classy way. Um, I don't know. And I like working with people a lot. So I realized that, uh, you know, to make that connection when I work with specific models and they end up being my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, I like you. You're so amazing. Like, and like the, the spirit, I like to work with good people and good vibes. Um, so when I, when I, I guess when I take this photo, I'm trying to, de I'm trying to capture a mood usually I'm feeling um, mm -hmm. that I want to be able to inspire other people to do the same way. Like, I don't, I didn't know I had a, um, what is it called? I didn't know I had a, Sorry, help me out. What is that? An called? eye? Not an eye. It's like, I didn't know I had, like, if you saw my photos that you know it's me. What is that called? Your aesthetic. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I had that. I just kept on doing it over and over again. Mm. That, my same thought process was like, I want people to feel like this when they see my picture. Mm. Um, and then I kept on doing that. And then now all my photos kind of sort of look the same. Not yeah, the you, same, but like, they have the same feel. You have I, your I, own aesthetic and um you've always in my opinion you've always had that because you were taking pictures of us whenever we did anything and I can see your eye and I can saw like oh you really got that shot and I think what's so great is that you're telling stories from an honest um place is, is that always your goal to tell an honest story or are you focusing on the the task at hand or are you just focusing on the the editorial show or are you just really focused on just telling an honest story I think I'm focused on telling how I feel like it's never about um weirdly it's never about what's happening or the model or the clothes it's like how do i how do i feel when i made this mood board and mm -hmm. every piece and, and that feeling i i try to um then obtain the pieces to make that story come together whether it be the model or the location or the clothing or i always have an idea of my emotions and that's how i kind of like um get it out of me like people journal <laughs> i have to i have to take photos <laughs> like i have to take photos and make them look like all right this is art like at the end of the day i'm trying to make art i'm trying to make things that people can see in their homes and magazines and and feel like damn and think about it like it's not it's deeper than the clothes it's deeper than the model it's it's deeper than that it's it's more of like i don't know like an emotion yeah sort of so you know let's talk about emotions for a hot second so when you're angry because i can tell you right now i get angry all the time as an artist and you know yeah. part of not your enemy was uh, anger and a frustration that we didn't know where to put it um how do how does anger show showcase if you are angry how does that showcase in your photos and the storytelling and the aesthetic of you know what they're wearing how does that showcase in your pictures that's a good question. Um, I wouldn't take photos if I'm angry. So break the camera. <laughs> yeah, it, it, because I wouldn't be in a space where I could I could um, uh, communicate with the person in order to make them comfortable in that space. My uh, any photographer, you know, it's it's best that the model is comfortable, your team is comfortable with you, and that I am a a really strong believe in energy and transmission mm -hmm. of energy. 
I tried to come on the set and put my energy either neutral because that's when you know like something's wrong with me because it's neutral it's not like Mm -hmm. I'm happy or sad it's just like you know what I mean um and that's probably like you know something's wrong or I'm going through something or you know whatever Mm -hmm. uh but it's it's better to just have uh a good vibe when you enter the shoot because people feed off of that Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. I, I, I'm all about energy. Like you have to have good energy. I don't care what happened today. Like you could be going through boy issues or guy issues uh, or girl issues, and I could be like, okay, and I'll listen. Like I have people like like vent me on shoots, and I'm like, girl, you know what? Forget them. It's fine. Like you look, look how I look, and you just hype them up to get them back mm-hmm. into the energy space that you need them to be, especially during this time. Mm. Like I've shot during this time, and people want to talk to me about what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I can't entertain it at the time. We could talk about it after the shoot, but I don't want them to get in that space because we're here, and I I'm black. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't always uh, photograph black people. I photograph mm-hmm. everybody. My whole the whole point of me is I want to photograph everybody mm-hmm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i want to be able to make sure that people who look like me can understand we could photograph anybody don't ever think that you only have the opportunity to photograph people of your color of your kind because mm-hmm. then we're going to pigeonhole ourselves yes when you do that you should um highlight those um black women and men but also understand do not pigeonhole yourself that you only photograph these people because we need to be equal. And mm-hmm. to do that, we have to be equal. You right. know what I mean? Um, but my anger and personally, like outside my life, you know, I try to do uh, uh, yoga. Um, I try to do a lot of exercising to calm myself down. Um, I do journal too as well. Um, yeah, that's what I do, especially like going outside. Like for the past few days, I've been really angry. Um, and I noticed that uh, nature helps me. So I go ride in the park, like walk in the park and stuff like that. And just like, for e- like even if I don't really want to get out of my house, I try to do it for a minimum 20 minutes. Right. Um, um, so I have to like, it's, you have to self-love. Like you have to know that you can't get in this rut. You have to give yourself, all right, Shani, you have this amount of time to be sad. You have this amount of time to be angry at the world. And what are you going to do about that? And then I go for a walk or sometimes um, sometimes it may look like a glass of wine. Sometimes it may look like ice cream. Um, but most times the, the best way I um, feel better is usually yoga or walking outside or some, some sort of exercising. It helps me that's, release the, the energy. That's just such great advice. As you know me, I go through my emotions as well. We're kind of similar with that path. How does... Did you find your inspiration when you do those moments, when you have those 20 minutes outside, when you're, you know, doing your walk, when you're doing your yoga, do you tap into something where you're like, oh, this is the next idea that I want for a shoot? Does, is that usually how your process works? Um, uh, my inspiration comes from different places, but the walks kind of help me because I walk in like, uh, I live in Jersey. <laughs> so I walk South in Jersey. Like, <laughs> I the the park I walk in has a neighborhood garden where you could buy plots of land and random people just like you can plant whatever you want. And I realized most of the plots of land that people purchase, like while I'm walking through the, the park, are sunflowers. And sunflowers are my favorite flowers. Um so lately I've been realizing that um 
I do get inspiration. Like I, I, the, I, I'm drawn to that area of the park. This is a huge park, but I always want to walk over there to see the sunflowers. They're dead now, but even in de- the death of them, I never saw dead sunflowers in a field. It's kind of, mm. kind of cool. Like it's, and it is inspiring in a way. Yoga doesn't really, because yoga guys shut down my brain to clear everything out. So yoga doesn't really help me um, be inspirational. It helps me to just reset, kind of, sort of. But the walks in the park definitely help out. Um, but mostly my inspiration comes from maybe seeing my favorite photographers do stuff, um, you know, talking to people usually, or how can I elevate my own self or elevate my work and what does that look like? Um, and what steps can I take now to do that? Um, I really want to work on projects that uh, that are mean a lot to me. Like, it, it, like I said, like I, I work particularly when it comes to my own feelings. You know what I mean? So if I'm feeling a type of way and I need to figure out, well, what does that look like and kind of create um, images in my head that then I could pull a mood board from and I pull different photos on Pinterest or through magazines I'm like okay this is the vibe I'm going for um I had a vibe for a whole the whole entire 2020 before 2020 started I said to myself these are the these are the types of pictures and images you will capture for the rest of the year to elevate mm. yourself and then I did that's what's up so you know thinking about everything you said and just kind of how the steps you take in order to prepare for a photo shoot and then to reground yourself and get your emotions right. What are, what's a piece of advice you can give, you know, a creator that's just starting out? Uh, definitely just be themselves. Number one, <laughs> be yourself, be respectful, um, but be yourself. Uh, definitely connect with other photographers who, who can give you advice. If you have like a type of support group that's online, there's a lot of them, but you just need to research that because that's a great way to ask questions when you can, or just get advice or uh, like things that you didn't even think you needed to know. Mm-hmm. Like um, the other day I realized I needed photographer's insurance, um, but I didn't, I didn't even think about it like that. I was just like, I have insurance if my camera breaks, but I would then need insurance to, if, if we're in a studio and um, and one of my equipment falls or someone falls in in the studio and they want to sue me, didn't know I needed that. <laughs> but talking to, another, talking to another photographer, they recommended it, and they've been in the business for twenty five years. How would I like? It, it's like it's how would anyone starting out would known that? And there's a certain point that you get to your career that you like, okay, yes, I do need this. So I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, if I want to move forward, I think it's to help me and benefit me. I think I need to follow these steps in, in order to make sure everybody's safe. Um, but yeah, I think finding your support group is a number one thing. Um, if, if you don't find anyone, just try to like DM your favorite photographer. I DM'd a lot of people. They're very responsive. Um, and they love to help you uh, sign up for classes online, especially in the virtual world. There's a lot of free classes now um, that is available to everybody. Um, and just do your own thing, find your own thing, shoot whatever you want. If it's specifically a photographer, I'm talking about shoot whatever you want and then find out what is your favorite. Cause it took me a while to find out what, what my favorite was. 
in YouTube. She Chantel got me hit to YouTube. She was like, everything is on YouTube, oh, Jared. Yeah. Figure it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Every single yeah. thing. I didn't go to school for photography. I yeah. wanted to go to school for photography, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a Caribbean American, so you already know. Right. I can't. Yeah. I can't go to school for photography. It's art. <laughs> art. Are there any projects that's coming up that you want to highlight that we can get any sneak peeks on? Any like latest um, shoots that you've done? Any late latest like editorial that we can look out for to look forward to? Yes, uh, I actually just shot an editorial with two beautiful black models. Uh, it's kind of like a fairy tale <laughs> shoot. It's fairy tale meets editorial. <laughs> Uh, and I actually collaborated with another um, one of my friends who's a, a female photographer, a black female photographer named Michelle. Um, and we, she came out here and we had a whole team set up in Jersey at this castle. Apparently Jersey has a lot of castles. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I did not know that. And so I had to like scout locations, which is pretty dope. Um, Sounds so like something for Timothy. Right? It's, it's so cool. And you don't have to pay anything. You literally just go on the grounds. It's free. Uh, and it's a castle. <laughs> um, so uh, we went to the castle. We took some photos. We um, we did the, the thing. We did the damn thing. And yes, that's what you want to look out for. Um, that particular project. I'm also trying to feed into maybe the next six months, um, like a series just to go through like how I'm able to process what's happening um, with everything, especially after the election. I think I'm going to wait till after the election to see how I feel and then um, start to start to mood board what artistically that looks like and then start, um, you know, getting models and fit, get in those situations. Shannon <laughs> and I have been saying the same thing about um, the things that we're working on. Like, let's see what happens with this election. Like, we've been planning around the election because we feel like that's going to um, stir a lot of emotions up at that point. <laughs> yeah, regardless regardless of who wins, it will yeah. it will yeah. guarantee there will be emotions uh, all over the place. And I, I I particularly don't think he if he Trump loses, he's not going to leave. Um, which uh, that then it would be stuck in the legal system and stuff like that. Actually, I was talking to my friend about that and it's it's something that never happened. So it's not like he can't do it. It's like it never happened before. So there's no law or rule in place <laughs> because they didn't need this law or rule. So he might yeah. he might play us. <laughs> he might. Uh, he, will. <laughs> he might play us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so be prepared for that type of emotion too, like that anger of us mm. winning and then not really winning because now mm. everything's sucking the court system. Um, and if he, which my friend, my friend is like way into all this stuff, but he was mentioning like, you know, the reason why he really wants the Supreme Court justice to be on his side, because if it does get to that point, then that person, once it goes to court, it goes to Supreme Court. So mm -hmm. that person will be on his side and then would, then you know get the win again wow. um, also to figure out like if he does win again he might not leave in four years either you get what i'm saying like he might keep staying because of this because that's also not a law like like right. there need to be laws that is put in place for people like this but it, it doesn't exist because nothing ever happened 
But they got all the laws in the world for black people, though. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So weird. And I was just like, the only way a law could be created is if someone does something, they're like, damn, we need a law. (laughs) So this never happens again. (laughs) But you got to think about the foundation of where the laws came from and who made the laws and who wrote the laws. So at the end of the day, people that wrote the laws and implement the laws are people that look like... They don't look like us. (laughs) They don't look like us. It's definitely going to be interesting. And I think that um, me and my fiance say the same thing. It's like, we're preparing for anything. I feel like if 2020 taught me anything is like, you never know. And you just prepare yeah. the best you can because it's a, it's a year of, of a lot of uncertainty. So, yeah. I mean, let's just think about it right now in like a different perspective. Yeah. Um, without this happening, you guys wouldn't have this platform. Amen to that. Yeah. Without this happening, I wouldn't be the opportunities that I'm getting now are crazy. <laughs> because of this, because of COVID and the social injustices, I think people need to try to change this perspective. Yes, I'm not like you're justified in your emotions and your anger and your depression mm-hmm. and your sadness. But think of it as like there, the universe will not put you through anything unless there's a there's an outcome on the other side, like a bright, um, positive outcome on the other side. Regardless if it doesn't, look, if it might not look like it right now, or it might not look like it in six months, but this had to happen for a specific reason for us to be heard. This had to happen for a specific reason for uh, history books to change, for documentaries to start, to to inspire the youth to make a difference, to to talk out loud to make platforms be like you know what they don't want to hire me then I'm gonna do it myself um if, if they don't look like me let's make a group with people that look like us like it has to happen in order for change you know what I mean the whole point of it we're millennials we are the future you know what right. I mean mm. we are the future we are the people that when they get old and they start to die out um the baby boomers we are going to be in charge and this is an important time to understand like it's it's about the larger picture it's about equality for all it's about justices for all like it's not about like oh uh black people need to be on top or you know a specific group of people need to be a pop it's like no we want it for all we want everybody to be valued and seen and we are the people to do that so this is the time. This morning. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like I'm um, talking. Like, right. Because I really mean this. I I really mean this. Like I'm not like I'm not BSing. Like I really from my my heart, like everything happens for a reason. And mm. this manifestation that y'all did is beautiful. Don't ever think like, you know, I know y'all angry and, and uh, upset, but look at y'all. You know what yep. I mean? Like, this is amazing. You don't know how far this will take you in five years. You don't know, like, it may have started right here, but it could go and grow so vastly. This might just been the seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And think about it like that. And you don't make me cry on this big though. You don't make me cry. Because it's true. Like, forget people like there's always gonna be people like Trump. You can't, you can't, like, you can't stop that type of mentality. And it's right. not about stopping it, it's about making sure the new voices understand what is actually what actually needs to happen for us to be a community of love. Okay, like hate Absolutely. and dislike and, and differences will always be there. If it's okay, we are like kumbaya in America. There's people dying all the places. Are we gonna help them? Or should we help them? Is it not our business? Like you have to 
create an environment here and now so we could be in enable our children, our children's children to to be able to speak up when there's injustices and, and see what that looks like and have honest conversations with your friends and your and your peers and and your coworkers and your family members. I cannot imagine being white right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah. cannot imagine it because there's some uh for lack of better terms, woke white people who have to deal with their husbands or wives um, or even children or grandparents or parents that might not understand them and, and might not understand why they are this way and have those difficult conversations where you have to like leave people or, or break up with people or not talk to families anymore because they are racist. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Like let them deal with it. Let them talk to each other. <laughs> let them work it out. It's not our place to help them. It's them help. They need these are uncomfortable conversations that needed to be had, and it, mm. it's amazing and it's beautiful because that is how we evoke change in everyone. Right. And you definitely hit on the the marker of how the universe plays out and what we're doing now, um, regardless of the indifferences, regardless of your successes, and how that bridges your you to the next side of this. So I think that is such a beautiful, and I think that's just so lovely. And you definitely blessed us with the word this morning. We thank you. Um, where can people find you, Chantel? Like, where where can they find you? What is the Instagram handle? What is the Twitter? I don't know if you got the Twitter, but where, where can people, Twitter. you ain't got the Twitter. Okay, so where, what is your website <laughs> and where can people find you? Uh, www.bychantel.com. That's my website. And photos by Chantel uh, is my Instagram. Chantel spelled C H A N T E L. Okay. And I love to see it. I love to see y'all. You are beautiful people. I'm so appreciative to be honest. What is next for y'all? What's going on? Like, I want to know. I want to know the tea. Oh, you want to know the tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wants the good. We we have some stuff coming. We're, we're not announcing it just yet, yeah. but it, we have something coming really, really soon. We have a big announcement coming up shortly on a really special day. I don't I don't know what that day is, but you I know, don't know either, but... we don't know what that day is coming up. Oh, is it your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Such a week. I love it. Ah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be announcing some really um, amazing things. Um, Shan um, Chantel, Shannon, Shannon, and I have been working on some really cool stuff for you guys. Um, and we can't wait for you guys to see it. I think that we definitely have pushed our um, aesthetic really forward. And I'm so proud of Shannon. So yeah, we got some stuff coming. Anything you want to add, Shannon, to that though? Like, you, I know you, you. <sighs> I mean, first of all, today is just great. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> um, this is a great, this is a great interview. Cause I feel like you just like encompassed everything that Not Your Enemy was supposed to be and the conversations that we're trying to have. And so I'm just excited. We definitely do have some stuff going on. We do have some big things coming. I'm going to talk to you offline about your book because Shannon got a book that I've been sitting on. So I'm going to talk to you about that offline. <laughs> I, all exciting things. I just, like, I think you're right that, you know, 2020 has been an interesting year, but it's been a year that a lot of dreams have kind of come into fruition because people have time, people have, you know, uh, renewed energy to kind of do and be better. So I'm excited and this is, this is great. Perfect. Well, we thank you again for chatting with us. Um, thank you all for joining us. This is another episode of the Not Yet Enemy Speak Out session. I'm Jared. I'm Shannon. And this is the lovely Chantel and we'll see you guys next time. Bye guys. Bye, guys.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and who is Tim K. Interested in purchasing apparel? Visit VisionaryCCBStore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up.